Welcome to a CoinGeek Conversation special. Over the next four weeks, we will be looking back at some of the most memorable moments that have taken place on the show this season. This week, we'll be focusing on the relationship between Bitcoin SV and the global economy. We'll be hearing from Patrick Balaschik from IBM, Owen Vaughan from Enchain, and Brian Doherty. But first up is Ishwar Prasad, Talani Senior Professor of International Trade Policy at Cornell University and author of The Future of Money. I view some decentralized cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin um, as not having um, a major intrinsic value in the sense that the purpose that they were intended to serve, which is a pseudonymous uh, mediums of exchange without trusted third parties, they haven't proven that efficient at, plus they have very unstable value. So they have, in my mind, become largely speculative financial assets. But the technology that Bitcoin has bequeathed to us, blockchain, I think is really going to have legs. It is going to serve um, as the foundation for a lot of innovative um, uh, products, services. And um, more importantly, I think the emergence of cryptocurrencies, um, and in particular, some cryptocurrencies such as stable coins, is lighting a fire under central banks to start issuing digital currencies of their own. Um, so this is the sense in which I think the cryptocurrency revolution is going to touch all of us, even if you and I might never own a Bitcoin. Well, you, you had a little bit of exposure to the world of Bitcoin SV, uh, thanks to coming to the conference in New York and uh, sat, sat on, on a panel next to Dr. Craig Wright. And I think I know that he would say that Bitcoin SV um, has um, the property of being able to scale to massive numbers of transactions, and th those transactions would be um, much cheaper, microscopically cheaper than than on the original uh, the BTC um, blockchain. Perhaps from an outside perspective, you'll find it more puzzling the extraordinary animosity between different groups in this sector. Well, there is a lot at stake here, um, uh, both in terms of principles and in terms of real money. So um, it is a little wonder that we're getting uh, some of this competition um, between different cryptocurrencies playing out um, as animosity. Um, so here again, I think um, uh, what we should recognize is that uh, uh, Bitcoin in its uh, purest form might um, uh, uh, turn out to be uh, very inefficient in many ways, but there are new cryptocurrencies that are emerging, including uh, variants of Bitcoin itself in the form of Bitcoin SV, um, that try to make up for the flaws of Bitcoin, but none of them um, achieves the sort of perfection in different dimensions. So if you think about uh, certain cryptocurrencies that continue to have a decentralized uh, structure, um, they... Um, uh, continue to have unstable value, which makes them not very effective as mediums of exchange, even if you do get much higher throughput, much uh, lower latency of transactions, so higher volumes of transactions, faster um, processing times, that doesn't solve that problem. Um, stable coins um, uh, do allow you to scale things up uh, enormously and do meet what I think is a really uh, fundamental need uh, for low-cost digital payment systems, um, uh, both within and across national borders, but they have certain issues of their own in terms of the financial stability risks they might uh, pose. So I don't think we're getting to 
quite to perfection, but uh, as an economist, I certainly do view competition as a good thing. And competition among currencies might certainly lead us to a world where we end up with a bifurcation of these different roles. Maybe we will have private currencies, uh, cryptocurrencies, uh, stable coins, and so on, um, that end up serving as effective mediums of exchange while the store of value function um, remains with uh, central bank currency. So we might actually see these functions being parceled out among different currencies and a specialization of currencies in different functions. Ishwar Prasad there, sharing his insights into why competition in the digital asset industry is a good thing. Next up, we have Patrick Balaschuk, a blockchain solution expert at IBM Consulting, who is experimenting with using Bitcoin SV in enterprise business use. So the 30Hash is a company which is a daughter company of a, another company, Smart Ledger Solutions, based on the, in the US. And they are willing to create cybersecurity suite uh, dedicated for enterprises. And the first product which they are going to deliver is a Sentinel node. And we as IBM are responsible for creating, uh, so develop a, development of this solution and uh, bringing it live for, for, a, for a 30 hash. Right. And the Sentinel node is a uh, product which we could potentially identify as a second layer security tool. It is dedicated for a data breach detection. So um, it's some kind of a solution which will let you to uh, find that someone was inside your systems and was trying to modify something, hide his activity. So we are going to uh, detect post-factum that someone was uh, trying to steal some data or modify anything in your in your system. So it's a second layer security solution. Right. Um, now you're a specialist in blockchain solutions at IBM. But have you had anything to do with Bitcoin SV before this project? Um, unfortunately not. It's our first approach to the uh, public blockchain infrastructure at all because um, I'm working at uh, IBM Consulting in uh, Central Eastern Europe where uh, I've been responsible for business analysis and the architecture of the solutions which we are building for our customers for uh, five years now. And all of the solutions which we have built so far were based on a Hyperledger fabric, which is a uh, enterprise grade, but the permissioned ledger, so it's rather referred as a DLT, so distributed ledger technologies. A lot of IBM projects are, are built on Hyperledger, right? Um, most of them. I assume we have created something around 1,000 of the solutions worldwide for uh, various industries so far. And uh, now we are going beyond that, and we are also trying to experiment with a public blockchain infrastructure. Like Bitcoin we see. Uh, the potential of this decentralization and possibility to enter into a web-free ecosystem. So, yeah, BSV is one of the uh, one of the, our choice because uh, we saw the potential in this technology, like uh, high performance, the scalability, and the very low transaction fees, which right. are uh, enabling to create the enterprise-grade solutions. So. Is it possible that if you are impressed with Bitcoin SV in this project, in future, you might be recommending it to your clients as a solution for, for other um, things? Definitely. If, uh, if what is committed would be, uh, would be true, and I believe it will be, then uh, we would like to cooperate further with the, both CertiHash, maybe other partners could be interested in, in our services. So we would like to join to, to this ecosystem and we would like to promote BSV 
uh, for our customers and uh, and partners if it would be a, a good fit. So I believe it would be, but we will see. Right. Um, and I think from the point of view of CertiHash, there will be an additional benefit from working with you at IBM because when the product is available, then you will be helping with the distribution and the sales. Is that right? Um, yes, that's our purpose. If we'll build the solution and we'll find uh, it works like uh, like designed, then we would, of course, help the CertiHash uh, not only as a service company who is delivering the solution and building it, but also as a partner who would go to the market and try to convince the customers that, yes, this solution is enterprise-grade ready, you could use it, it's safe, and uh, BSV is a good technology choice for you if you would like to enter into this crypto space, let's say. Wow, exciting prospects there for a partnership between BSV and a truly global technology company. Our next guest is a bit closer to home. It's Owen Vaughan, who is Director of Research at London-based blockchain firm Enchain, where he works closely with Chief Scientist Dr. Craig Wright. You're one of Craig Wright's many interests and skills is in economics, and I heard you mention economics as one of your research fields. That's, that's quite unusual for a tech company to be researching economics, really, isn't it? Well, I, I mean, that's what makes the job so interesting. You have to become an expert in many different fields. So my background is in geometry and from that cryptography, but you also need to have a very good understanding of computer science, um, of network theory, and also of economics, because the security of Bitcoin relies on economics, which is a completely new paradigm. And where it comes up in our day-to-day -day research, well, firstly, Bitcoin is an economic framework, fundamentally, but also we are looking into rolling out digital cash solutions for central banks. So that's a second economy or a second cash flow mechanism on top of the Bitcoin economy. So it's very important to understand what that might mean for inflation, for example, or monetary supply and cash flow. Are you having conversations with central bankers in which you are almost presenting them with information and research about the world in which they operate in order to help them understand what the possibilities of blockchain solutions might be? Yeah, that's exactly right. So we believe we're more than just a tech company, but we are capable of explaining why it would be a good thing to transition your monetary uh, system onto the blockchain and what that what the benefits could be and the tools it could give your central bankers and we can help model that we can help pilot the scheme and analyze the results you're almost entering to the world of politics in that field i would imagine because changing a country's economy in in such a fundamental way is going to be a political decision in the end yes absolutely so yeah we're we are it is a political question um and yeah there's yeah do you have political advisors at Enchain? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I believe Craig has studied uh, law extensively in the past and, yeah, and has yeah. given presentations at the, the House of Lords, for example. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's, doing, he's done various law degrees, I think, hasn't he? So, yeah, well, maybe they'll all come in useful one day. <laughs> what do you think is going to be the area that is going to most uh, impress people in the years to come with uh, pers to persuade people that, this whole building on blockchain thing is reliable, working at scale, 
producing very tangible economic benefits. Do you have a sort of personal idea as to what you are most optimistic about? Yes. Well, I'm not sure um, the average everyday person will care about a blockchain or use Bitcoin as a payment system. But I think we might get to the point where a blockchain is the infrastructure that powers services and products that will deliver real-world value. Uh, it will promote transparency in our financial and political systems, and it will offer um, greater data security and privacy for everyday users. So hopefully they'll see the benefits or feel the benefits of the technology without necessarily being aware of it themselves. Right. So it'll be a bit like, I don't really need to know how the internet works, but I'll be able to use the applications of it. Yes. And also you don't really care how electricity works, but you're happy to pay a certain amount per month to use the appliances in your house as you would like to use them. So it might be a similar situation with Bitcoin. Some valuable insights from Owen Vaughan there on the impact blockchain could have on our economy without us even needing to understand it. And now for our final pick. We're going to go across the pond for this one to hear from Brian Doherty. Brian is Public Policy Director at the Bitcoin Association, but he's also taking a position advising the US government on how blockchain can be used to improve cybersecurity. I mean, it sounds like you're going to have a chance to um, spread these ideas on, a, on quite a big stage because you've been appointed as subject matter expert for an organization called Cybersecurity and Information Systems Analysis Center. Interestingly, this is actually part of the US Department of Defense, just as the internet emerged from, from that actually originally. So, but t tell me a little bit about what that is and, and what your contribution could be there. So it's a group of, you know, it's a group that kind of facilitates some of the communication and, you know, uh, research into emerging technologies across the, you know, Department, Department of Defense and some of their uh, civilian and private partners. And so they look at various subjects, like one of the subjects that I'm engaged in right now is, you know, edge security with IoT type of devices. And, you know, they look out into, you know, the world for people that have specific technical understandings or backgrounds and integrate them into, you know, some of the conversations but, that, you know. So, so what is it? I mean, do you get a sort of request? Could you write us a report on this or how does it work? What, what actually do you have to do? So I, you know, I, it's really self-engaging, you know, they'll send you different topics and, you know, you will take a look at those topics and contribute in a work group with other, you know, part, uh, participants um, to, to, you know, not just to find a solution, but, you know, find ways, you know, that these type of uh, technologies can be integrated to solve, you know, to solve problems. I mean, you, you come from uh, obviously a big supporter of Bitcoin SV, uh, which is part of a very partisan, wider community. How does that work within this role? Because do you are you sort of feeling an obligation to be not so partisan, or are you quite happy to just push your your BSV view of the world in this in this forum? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm very happy and comfortable. Always, I've I've spent 20 years in you know. Um, 
selling and, and sharing digital technologies, right? And I have no problem, you know, with feeling comfortable with something that I know is going to be innovative and can actually solve a problem. You know, I always found myself as an advocate for the company that I worked for, as well as the customer that I worked for. And, you know, I tried to make both sides happy, but I would never kind of push a technology that I didn't think would actually make that business smarter and, and stronger. So there we have it. Four very impressive guests with different ideas on how Bitcoin could disrupt the global economy. Next week's show will be a little different as we'll be turning our attention to the Bitcoin SV community with an episode featuring some of BSV's biggest personalities. Thanks for watching this CoinGeek Conversation special and please join me, Sarah Higgs, again next week. Till then, goodbye.